For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello and welcome into another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker, and we appreciate you joining us here today as we get set. What's the latest as it relates to the Titans and Julio Jones, the team's new wide receiver? We've got Denard with us. We're going to get his take on the situation. But before we get in to all of that, I want to ask, do you believe? And Believe in Titans is presented by Bet Online. The month of June is heating up with a ton of exciting sports action, and Bet Online is where you can find it. From basketball and hockey playoffs to baseball's marquee matchups, including prop bets and futures, Bet Online has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. D, I'm telling you, man, I don't know what it is. Been going over to Bet Online. I've been hitting the NBA overs like no other. My model is doing great. I, I checked the last ten games. Last ten games, I bet the over eight of the last ten have hit. So you want some advice there? Hit me up. Then go on over to Bet Online, and you can take advantage of all their great offers. But D, speaking of uh, some gambling news, I want to say it. When you look at the Titans, where their odds were at when it came to landing Julio Jones, whenever the conversation first started that Julio was likely going to be traded out of Atlanta, the Titans, there were some, I think, fans that were like, yeah, this would be awesome if we could have him. I mean, I think everybody's in that camp. We're talking about an all-time great receiver, a future Hall of Famer. But to finally learn, after I saw some sites have it at plus 800 for the Titans to land Julio when those rumors first started, maybe about the sixth or seventh team in terms of odds of getting him, the Titans pulled it off. General Manager John Robinson went out and got the deal done with the Falcons, and the Titans now have a new wide receiver, an incredible piece. You talk about chess pieces and playing around in the NFL. I mean, this is this is a queen. This is a guy who can do it all. He can move every which way around the board. And so I'm very excited to hear what you have to say about the Titans and them getting Julio Jones. 
Well, I'm excited that you're excited. Uh, I tell you what, man, I was anticip- I was anticipating Julio going to Seattle in the beautiful Pacific Northwest, but now that he's a Titan, uh, congratulations to the organization for getting that deal done. But let me tell you this, Debo. <laughs> <laughs> he had some help. It wasn't just Judd Robinson. It was the fact that, you know, we got a quarterback by the name of Ryan Tannehill that was willing to reconstructure his deal. And let me say this, if Ryan wasn't open or receptive <laughs> to, to taking, you know, basically taking a little bit of a pay cut this year, then you know what? This probably, this deal wouldn't have been done. Well, it's it's actually not a pay cut. Well, not a pay cut, but you, when you restructure your deal, you do give up a little something. Not much, you know, but it, it can, you know, it's not going to kill him. But I mean, again, I mean, it's it's everybody on board in getting this deal done. I, I agree that the Titans did know they were going to have to restructure some deals and Ryan Tannehill was likely the person that John Robinson was going to go to for that. I know Ryan was asked this past week if he had been asked to do that. And at the time he said no, which honestly was the truth. He had not been asked to restructure his deal at that time. He did say something along the lines of, if I am approached, we will handle that situation and go forward. And, you know, D, as we're recording this, some news came out earlier. I usually, I go to Spot Rack or Over the Cap for a lot of that information. But on Spot Rack today, they were, they were talking about what it means for Julio Jones and his deal. And then it kind of gets into Ryan Tannehill restructuring his contract whenever we're looking at the salary cap. We've talked at length about how the salary cap had taken a dip due to COVID-19, but as we're looking forward into the next season and going past that, they expect the cap to rise and get back to somewhat of a level of what they were anticipating before COVID was really a thing. So what we do know is that the Titans really did take on the full brunt of Julio Jones' contract. When you look at them being able, and by them, the Titans getting Julio that was one of the things that got this deal done was the Falcons weren't going to have to eat any of that contract. They were now finally able to sign their rookies. And when you look at what it means for the Titans, Julio Jones brings $17.3 million fully guaranteed with him to the Titans, including cap hits of in 2021, $15.3 million, and in 2022 and 2023, $11.5 million. Ian Rappaport put out that the Titans have done the inevitable converting $23.4 million of Ryan Tannehill's base salary into a bonus, which freed up $15.6 million of the cap space. So that's just more than enough needed to sign Julio because Julio, as I just said, was $15.3 million. So by doing that, Ryan Tannehill's cap hits and dead cap figures with the Titans after the recent restructure in 2021, his cap hits only going to be $13.8 million. But then, Next year, it's going to be $41.8 million, but they will move that on down the line. They're, it's, it's a way they're... So really, he just got paid his salary today. Right. Is, is how they kind of went ahead and structured it. And it just frees up things. That's all it does for this yeah. first few years. Of, yeah. And, and SpotRack wanted to clarify that it was just a reminder that Ryan Tannehill's restructure does not mean he's taking less money. His $24.5 million salary was already fully guaranteed. We've talked about that. So he right. simply takes $23 million of it today with $1 million to be paid out throughout the season. Tannehill's $29 million 2022 salary is also fully guaranteed, so it just means that after this season, into next season, we're kind of in the same situation. Right. So nothing you need to really worry about for the Titans whenever you're looking at Ryan's situation from a cap standpoint and what that's going to do for the team. They're going to be able to continue to fidget with these numbers, but for right now, we're good. We got Julio in there. Our rookies are going to be able to be signed. You shouldn't be worried about 
oh man, are we going to be able to sign this guy, this guy? Now, I don't expect you to go out and get a big time tight end. No. You don't have the money to do that, which some people are like, hey, the Titans need to look into doing. I don't see that happening. But I just wanted to give that information as it relates to the cap. But D, I wanted to get your perspective. You played defensive back in the league for a long time. You had to go up against some good receivers. When you watch Julio Jones, who would you even compare him to? And if you were trying to guard him today, I mean, how do you, you can't stop him, even though I have faith in you, buddy, but how would you limit him? You can stop him. Everybody can be stopped. But you know what? Julio reminds me a lot of Terrell Owens with that big body, that big frame of his, six foot three, 220 pounds. He's physically gifted. He's a just a physical freak of nature. And what I love about Julio is typically when you have what I call tall guys and big in the past, they were usually slow. They were not very fast or not quick getting off the line. So you can get up there and be a little bit of, you didn't want to be too physical, but you can play off and pretty much dictate a lot of those uh, players routes. But nowadays you can't do that because Julio is like a four, three coming out of Alabama you know, going into his 11th season and he's getting faster. I know last year he had some issues with his hamstring, but you know what? When you try to cover a player, especially one-on-one, you don't see a lot of teams playing uh, Julio Jones man-to-man. Typically you see a lot of double teams because he's an elite receiver. And so when you plan with a player of his caliber, with a seven-time pro bowler, three seasons with with over 1,500, at least 1,500 yards receiving, what you have to do is you have to make sure you have a lot of help and you got to funnel him into your help because if not, he's going to embarrass you. I mean, just look at what he's been able to do these past 10 seasons. I mean, the, the numbers that he's put up, like you said, he's a bona fide first ballot Hall of Famer. He's just he's just a great player. You know, he reminds me so much of Terrell Lawrence. I mean, he is a 21st century version of T.O. And if you get up there and you try to be physical with him, he's going to hurt you. It's hard to jam a guy who's that big and that strong. We see Sunday or Monday, whenever the Falcons are playing, how many times he's able to create separations from the defensive backs. It's because a lot of times they try to get on the line of scrimmage and trying to jam him, and that's not working. You can't do that because he knows how to get off the jam. He's not like a Lindo Morrow who played for the Dolphins all those years, who was just like 6'6", 240, and he just tried to throw you on the, you know, the opposite side of the field because he couldn't get off the jam. Not with Julio. I mean, he's just, David, he's a special player. So, you know, again, this is a big addition, a huge, excuse me, a huge addition to the Titans offensive unit. You lose Corey Davis, so you lose almost a thousand yards receiving. You got to find a way to make that up. And you got to give Ryan a new toy. And that's exactly what John Robinson was able to do. He gave him a brand new spanking Ferrari. So, Ryan, congratulations to you as well. Yeah, Danny Heifertz of the Ringer put this out there, but he says that Jones has the most receiving yards per game in NFL history, averaging 95.5 yards a game, which is almost 10 more than the guy in second place who is Calvin Johnson, Megatron, another great receiver now. The only other player with more total receiving yards through his first 10 seasons is Jerry Rice, as I mentioned earlier. Denard, actually, as we're recording, I just got sent this breaking news. We know which number Julio Jones will be wearing. There was conversation, would A.J. Brown give up the number 11 jersey Mm -hmm. for Julio? Well, he offered that 
initially the pro- the thought process was I'll give Julio 11. We'll see if I can get number one, which is what the all-time great Warren Moon wore. Right. And we're going to talk about that, but apparently some people within the organization weren't fond of that idea. No. So then AJ did offer Julio 11. Julio declined, but the Tennessee Titans Twitter account just put it out that Julio will be wearing number two. Two. Number two. Two's. If I had to put that together, I would just say uh, I mean, one plus one equals two. That's 11. right. So I, I, I don't know. That's just <laughs> pitballing off the top of my head. Nice math. <laughs> number two for Julio Jones. And, I mean, we've talked about he is a guy that's 32 years old. He is getting up there in age. But still, if you can just get 75% of the production that he has given over the course of his career, you're still getting a Pro Bowl caliber player just there alone. And when you look at what the Titans need to be able to do to replace what they lost last year, it's hard to beat Julio Jones. Denard, would you say there's a better wide receiver duo in the NFL right now than Julio Jones and A.J. Brown? No, hands down, this is the best right now. That's why everybody's excited. There's, Yep, there, there's not a better one. And then you add in the best running back of, gosh, I don't even know how far back I want to go for Derrick Henry and how elite he has been. So when you look at A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, and Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill is going to have his options. You can't cover them all three. You can't double all three. You stack the box on Derrick. Julio and AJ are just going to beat you over the top. And then, I mean, even if you want to try to cover them, just may, maybe the game plan is just to leave whoever the other guy is that we have starting in there. Like you, you add in Josh Reynolds, just don't even guard Josh Reynolds. I mean, it's a nightmare for a defensive coordinator. And they're all big. I mean, all of these players, you're talking about, Julio coming in at six three. Josh is almost six foot four. AJ is what he's just thick and strong by six feet. He's just a dog. He's like a running back playing receiver. That's that's the way I define him. But it's a nightmare. It's it's a defensive coordinator nightmare because you know when you're playing the Titans, we all know one thing. It all starts with the running game. It starts with the king. You know the reigning NFL rushing champ, the King Henry. But when you try to bring an extra defender in the box, guess what? If you're the offensive coordinator for the Titans and you're sitting back and you're saying, if you're Todd Downing, you're saying, I wish you bring an extra defender in the box. You know why? Because that will allow one-on-one matches against our receivers, our elite receivers. We got the best receiver in the game right now, A.J. Brown. Okay, he is. I mean, right now, hands down, he's one of the best. He's one of the elite. And I tell you what, he's one of the most explosive playmakers in the game today. And you add Julio coming over from the ATL in the mix, a future first ballot Hall of Famer. And then you're talking about guys like Reynolds in there. Then we saw last year the production we got from Cam Batson when he was in the game. Only thing he would do when he come in the game, guess what? He just make play after play. That's all he would do. And then you think about Nick Nick Westbrook, Akine. We saw him basically light it up last year, very productive. So, again, you're talking about a great running game. We know D. Evans is going to be back next year. You know, our boy out of App State, you know he's going to give, he's going to spill some time for Derek. So, right now, if you're the Tennessee Titans team, you know what, Davey? You know what this team right now is all about in 2021? Putting points on the board. No, winning the whole thing. This is what it's about. It's about winning the Super Bowl. Not putting points on the board. It's about winning the whole thing. You want to be where Tampa Bay was in 2020. This is where the Titans want to be in 2021. 
Well, I believe the offense has the capability to do that. We can get into it. I mean, there still are a lot of question marks as it relates to the defense. I am interested to see, though, once you get Todd down and calling plays, how is he going to really take over what Arthur Smith left, an electric unit? We were obviously adding on top of that. You could say Arthur Smith even added another piece to it with the Julio news, but can Downing continue to call plays at a high level? And even if we're not doing great on the play calling, is the talent just enough to overcome maybe some poor decision-making by the coordinator? It's a conversation to be had because, I mean, we do only have a small sample size when you look at what Todd Downing did as the OC in Oakland at the time with the, with the Raiders. So there's a lot to continue to discuss whenever we're looking at what is likely to be the most electric offense in the National Football League next year. I didn't really think I'd be saying that a whole lot with the Tennessee Titans after the offseason and losing some of these guys. And it also goes back. We'll be getting into our next episode, continuing Meet the Class, talking about Des Fitzpatrick, the fourth-round pick out of Louisville. The Titans Louisville. got the, the wide receiver there. A lot of people upset during the draft. We've chronicled this, D, about people mad at John Robinson for not taking a wide receiver sooner. Well, I don't know if this was the the plan that was foolproof the entire time, but it came through, and you got to give the man credit for it. And even, I don't want to speculate on this, but even if it doesn't work out with Julio, and let's just say, for whatever reason, it's not something that that goes well, I still commend John Robinson for taking the chance and trying to pull that trigger because we are in win-now mode. You look at the team, the way the contracts are currently structured for the offense, Derrick Henry, as great as he is, Running backs aren't able to go on forever. And so he's playing at an elite level right now. You got Ryan Tannehill playing as a top five quarterback in the league. That's right, I said it. He has played as a top five quarterback in the league ever since he became a starter in, in Nashville. And so you're seeing this happen right now. I know the defense is susceptible, but you have to take advantage of the guys and the contracts you have at play. We're in win now mode. You got to go all out. Like you said, D, win the whole thing. D. The National Football League stands for not for long <laughs> in this business. You know why? Because you have to win and win now. The way that the salary cap is today, you don't have eight, nine, ten years to, you know, like in the olden days where you can rebuild and you will have a team for seven to ten years. That doesn't exist in today's world. The market is different. Guys are getting paid much more. The salary cap is totally different. It's way up there compared to when the guys in the 80s that didn't even have a salary cap. And that's what when guys went on strike and that's what they went on strike for back in 87 was to put something in play where guys wouldn't stay put in one place and they would be able to get compensated for their skills. Now, the older players, they fought for that. But with free agency, the way it is today, you got to go get it and you got to go get it now because this team, if they don't win next year, we may see a whole new different puzzle put together for the 2022 team. That's just the way it works. And this team is built for winning right now. And if they don't win next year, David, you might see a lot of changes. That's just the way this game is. I don't know why. I don't ask why. But when you are a part of an organization and you know when you got all the pieces together, ownership will remind you every day it's time to win. If you don't, we know how it works. Look at Atlanta. Look at what they're doing. They're rebuilding. I'm surprised when we're talking about Julio, we may need to have a segment on Matt Ryan next, you know. 
because you know Arthur Smith, he's got to go in there and he's got to put a team together. We talk about Houston. We talk about so many other teams out there. The Bears, they're in a rebuilding phase, but we know that you have to win. There's no such thing. Even when I talk about rebuilding, you think about Cleveland, okay? Everything starts with the quarterback. But if you don't put the right pieces around him, it won't work. So you think about Cleveland. They're the team next year that many people are picking to go represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. But when you really think about this team, look at the weapons that they've added. You think about OBJ, Jarvis Landry. We saw the production of Rashard Higgins. But then you think about the backs. You think about Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Playmakers. That's what win games. And now you look at this Tennessee team. They add Julio. And now they have playmakers. You just don't, you can't just line up in the box now and stop Deuce Deuce. You can't stop the king now. Okay. You got to worry about number two and number 11. And then you talk about Josh adding to the mix. You know what? This team, they're built for winning right now and they got to go get it because the way that it works now, if you don't get it this year, there's no promises next year that this team would be uh, together as one. They will break it up quickly. So you got to go get it. That's the way our mentality was in 1999. We knew we had a team that could that could go and compete for a Super Bowl. But everybody knew it was either a Super Bowl or it's a bust. And that, that was the mentality that year. And, every, and trust me, Coach Fisher let us know every day, hey, listen, this team is primed to play in Atlanta. And if, if we don't make it to Atlanta, a lot of you guys probably won't be there. So that's just the way it is, D. All I can of say course. is this offseason, man, this offseason is going to be a lot more fun. The fan base is excited, and I'm right there with them. I'm fired up. I want to get to September. I want to see this team take the field. I've never seen a Tennessee team with this much offensive talent across the board. And we've had some great skill players in the day that played with one another, but, man, what we got going right now, at least on paper, it is something to behold. And I know other teams in the AFC, they're not trying to act like it, but they are. They're scared. You read those comments. They ain't happy. I'm even super excited about some of the stuff I've been reading from Colts fans. Colts fans thought they had a chance of getting Julio, and they thought they were going to be coming back, winning the AFC South, trying to take back the top position in this division. Tell you what, after what happened this weekend, they're not as vocal as they were. They're cowering down. They realize who's the real kings of the south and man when you look at everything else we'll have to get uh i mean i know it's the jaguars but i gotta give james and phil credit they're they're good sports about it yeah they were tweeting at us they're not happy about it they already well, knew it was gonna be up in jacksonville they, yeah. right now well, that's true they, tim they knew tebow, t- they, hey tim tebow in jacksonville baby <laughs> hey don't you be hating on tebow now don't you hate on tebow He's washed. He's a great person. No, he's, but he's, not, washed. he's not washed. He looks good, man. You seen Tebow, Tebow without his shirt working out, Davey? Who was the guy? Who was the guy for Baylor? That uh, Sean Oakley. Sean oh, Oakley Sean looked Oakley, like yeah. he looked great. I didn't oh, translate he looked to the yeah, next six, level. Eight. Yeah, but ah oh, man, I don't know. Look it's, like Tarzan played like Jay, huh? Yeah, oof. I don't know. I wouldn't want to mess with that Baylor no, team. They were no, they were sketchy. They were sketchy. Anyway, we completely got off off topic there, but. It all comes back to the Titans are going up that tier in the AFC. Just two years ago, we were in the AFC Championship. We have the ability to get back to that level with this offense. You got the firepower to go shootouts with all the other top AFC offenses. 
And like you said, D, this team's got a legit chance of making it to the Super Bowl. There's a chance we're playing in SoFi State Stadium come next February in Los Angeles. So we just sit back, enjoy the ride, and see what happens. But, D, before we get out of here, man, any closing thoughts on the Julio Jones news and what it means for this Titans offense? Yeah, I will say this, because earlier today I was looking at some big-time signings in the past, and one in particular, I have to start with the Rams trading Marshall Falk from, I'm sorry, the Colts traded Marshall Falk to the Rams in 1999. We saw what happened with that Rams team. They went on to, uh, I don't want to talk about that. You know, I know yeah. they won the Super Bowl. Let me, let me stop it's, that. It's all right. But I also talk about a trade in 1983 where the Patriots traded the great Michael Haynes, who's considered by many as one of the greatest cornerbacks to ever play the game. The Hall of Famer, six foot three, kind of like Julio playing cornerback, which is scary. And I had a chance to meet, uh, Mr. Haynes. He's a great man. Uh, but when he went to the Raiders, the Raiders end up winning the Super Bowl. So will this be Julio? Will we be talking about this situation that he could, he's leaving the ATL. He's coming over three hours away. Okay. And then he's going to come to Nashville, which is just a three hour drive. And then will he be able to galvanize this unit and get them over the hump? Not just against Baltimore, but, but to derail Kansas City. And will he be the X factor? And we'll be talking about this team playing in Southern California next year at that beautiful stadium. Could that happen? We'll see. Yeah. I got some thoughts on the Kansas City team. We'll have to get to that on that on a later episode, but I don't think they're going to be back in the AFC Championship game this year. When you always look at what happens to the runner-up in the Super Bowl, things don't always go well. We'll talk about that at a later time, but that's going to do it for us today. Talking Julio Jones, the newly acquired weapon for Ryan Tannehill in this Titans offense. Make sure to check us out next time on Believe in Titans as we continue our conversation on Meet the Class discussing Louisville wide receiver Des Fitzpatrick before Denard Walker. I am Davey Hudson. You have been listening to Believe in Titans presented by Bet Online on the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Believe Titans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.